This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. And welcome everybody to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I am Dale Will. Thank you very much for joining me this week's weekend recap and rant. So, this past weekend had uh, our first two bass fishing club events loon state bass masters and the way our club does it we have six events and we basically just use three weekends of the summer early fall whatever you want to call it spring summer fall whatever anyways so that way we're not burning up the entire like you know summer break or whatever so each day of the weekend so saturday will be one event and sunday will be a separate event just to kind of lay it out and then the structure is we get to um, we have one throwaway. So we only record five. So stage is set. So we have our first two events. And uh, on uh, Blue Lake Saturday and Green Lake Sunday, which we flip-flopped because it was supposed to be the other way around, but we found out that there was um, another club fishing blue on Sunday. So we're like, well, let's switch it. And we'll fish blue Saturday and then green Sunday. And then won't be clashing with another club or having this. It's already a small landing and, you know, small. These are actually pretty small lakes. So not a ton of room for, you know, two different tournaments to be going on at the same time. So we're going to, to blue. And I had done uh, a little bit of pre-fishing on, on both lakes. Um, didn't really... I didn't fish 
much. I just kind of like scanned around. I was kind of thinking this time of year uh, where we're at here in Minnesota, it would be kind of post-spawn for the bass. The bluegills are spawning. And, uh, you know, a lot of times that could be a good pattern. You get around those bluegill beds and, um, you know, you catch those bass just kind of patrolling those beds and trying to pick off an easy meal. And you don't get a lot of bites doing that, but you can get the right bites doing that. And so that was kind of my goal was to just scan around, do a lot of scanning and looking for these bluegill beds that maybe are a little deeper and you can't just see with the naked eye. Well, Green Lake is like really... Uh, the water's pretty clear, or at least in some parts of the lake, the water's clear. And so you can see pretty good, but Blue Lake is uh, not. Water is pretty murky. You couldn't really see beds, but you could mark them on your sonar, it's side scan, or 360, or yeah, I only have side scan. I don't have all sorts of fancy electronics on my, bo- on my boat. I have I have a 7-inch uh, Hummingbird on mine at the console and a little five inch bird on the front so i'm not um not that there's anything wrong with this because i would love to be uh one of these setups but i do not have like the giant two giant screens in the front and three in the back and i don't have power poles and my trolling motor sucks and <laughs> no, i don't have an all tracks and god damn it that's like the one thing like that's the one upgrade like I really, really, really want to do to my boat is get an Ultrex because that spot lock would be so money. Like that, there's, oh, to not have to worry about boat control at times would just be where you could just fish. Oh, God, that'd be huge. But I don't have it, so I got I to gotta do the best with what I have. So anyways, I, I logged some hours on each of these lakes kind of looking around. Um I guess I didn't fish as much um, as maybe I should have because uh, Saturday rolls around. And so I get up, um, well, I set my alarm, and I wake up before my alarm Saturday morning, and I'm like, well, I might as well just get up. Let's just get to the landing early and hang out because um, I've been late to these things before. I mean, there was a time, the fact, the last time we fished these two lakes, blue and green, I was late to green because I had the order mixed up in my mind. So we switched it this year, but the last time I apparently switched it in my brain and I show up to the wrong lake and nobody's there. And I'm like, um, where's everybody? And they're like, uh, we're on green. It's like, ah, shit. Well, I'll be there fast. I can. I got there and loaded in by time. I, by time I dumped my boat in like, or I pulled into the drive, the landing, I could see people just like getting off a pad to their fishing spot. So I wasn't late by that much. But, you know, I kind of have a history of, of uh, doing shit like this. So, <laughs> um, so it's like, you know, I'll be early for once. And uh, so I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Morning's starting out great. Uh, go to the gas station, got to put some uh, gas in the truck and get some snacks and drinks for the day. Um, the stupid pump wasn't working it was like i'd never seen this at a pump it said um date of the pump doesn't match or something of that order and i'm like what is going on i'm like screw it i'll just pay inside i gotta go and get food and stuff anyways and so i hit pay or pay inside and that's not working then this person pokes their head out of the gas station it's like oh well we're not open yet another five minutes 
So while this is happening, I get a phone call. I look down, and, and it's Dana Carlson. She's in our club. And as soon as I saw that come up, I was like, um, why would she be calling me? This isn't good. And she's like, yeah, bud, where, uh, where are you? I'm like, it starts at six, doesn't it? She's like, yeah. Uh, for some reason, I had it securely planted in my brain that we were starting at seven. I don't know where I got this information, but pretty much all season long, just in my head, tournament, 7 a.m. Like, I, like, didn't register my brain to double check. Uh, it was actually on, like, uh, when they did the boat draws, like, order and who goes, you know, and who's fishing out of whose boat as far as co-anglers go. That draw was a Friday night. I didn't watch it live, but I went back and I just, I looked at the, you know, I took a screenshot of the paper just to see who my co's were for the weekend. I didn't even look at the boating order. And then right at the top, it says Blue Lake East Access, 6 a.m. But I didn't read the top. My brain had no interest to search and seek and find that information because it was, it was just 7 a.m. in my brain. That was my reality. Well, my reality was wrong by a good hour so i was like oh shit well i was like fuck it i got enough gas to get there i'll just go gonna be hungry gonna be thirsty whatever but it is what it is so jump back in the truck and sped up to the the lake um yeah and i wasn't again i, I got there probably about 10 minutes late i could see people you know working real close so i i didn't lose a ton of fishing time but um just you know, you start your day off. Does it sound like I'm making excuses? Well, it's because I am. <laughs> Not real. I mean, yes, I know, but like it wasn't too bad. I, I definitely think like a bottle of water would have been a good idea, um, just to kind of, I don't know. Well, because water's good, but just wake up and get things going. But anyways, I, I tear off to one of my first spots. Uh, I had some bluegill beds marked. And I was fishing around, and I just was not, just not getting bit. And uh, I could see, I could see uh, Tom, who was supposed to be in my boat, but because I wasn't there, he hopped in with uh, one of the other guys. And so Tom, who was president of our club, I was fishing with. Yeah, I know. I got. I, I was supposed to have the boss in my boat, and uh, yeah. Anyways, I think I did him a favor though. So he ended up being in uh, Shark's boat, and I could see them over there, and. Every time I look over, I'd hear a splash or something. I'd look over, and they're they're catching fish over there. And I'm like, what in the hell? Why can't I get a bite over here? And so I'm fishing this around this um, bluegill bed, and I'm like, all right, well, that's not working. Um, of course, the whole time, you know, I'm like, you're not going to get a lot of bites. You're just going to get the right bites. So I probably stuck it out a little too long doing that. And then uh, I fished the weed edge. I fished in the weeds. I'm like, well, let's go try some other spots. And I could kind of look. Apparently, everybody else had kind of the same uh, theory, which is interesting. When I first left the launch and I was kind of working out, I was looking across the lake. And you can pretty much see the whole lake. And I'm like, okay, that person's on a bed, and that person's on a bed, and that person's on. Like, everybody was on like <laughs> waypoints that I had dropped. I was like, holy crap, okay, because we all thought the same thing. Um, And that wasn't really working for me i mean i i 
as a spot would open up, I'd run to it. And of course, then you're playing that guessing game in your mind. It's like, well, are they here? But they just, they got caught, you know, like before I pulled up, I got to get, let them rest a little bit. And, um, I'm struggling to catch fish. I Man, I caught a couple, uh, dinkers. And I mean, like they're illegal, you know, in our club, they have to be 12 inches. And these are like 12 and an eighth. Like you pinch that, close that mouth and pinch that tail. And it's just past <laughs> the 12 inch mark. And it's like, oh, that's great and all, but it's like, these are not fish I want to weigh. Like, this is, this is disgusting. And uh, so, yeah, I keep fishing. And I got like, I don't know. But by the end of the day, I had every rod on the deck, which is never a good sign when you're fishing. Like, that means you're struggling to put together a pattern. And I caught a couple here and a couple there doing this, that, and the other thing. And eventually went to the old... Uh, wacky rig and uh started catching fish uh, i can't even say really consistently but f- at least faster than i was or more frequently i was but still not getting you know good bites i made a i was able to get rid of those two little 12 inchers thank god but not by much i mean upgraded 12 inchers to what 14 inchers you know like 13 14s whatever like not not great so this was like the longest day of fishing, I think, in my entire life. It like I kept looking at you know, in tournaments, like they seem to take their time for the first half. Once you reach that halfway mark, they like snowball. And like next thing you know, you're like, shit, we gotta go. It's weighing. That was not the case. I was like feeling every minute tick. It was grueling. Like and I know a lot of it probably had to do with like I just I'm sure my brain wasn't working full bore you know i was maybe i was missing bites or you know i'm running on fumes i got no food i got nothing to drink and i guess you know in hindsight because that way and i was talking to cody's like oh i got a whole boat full of uh waters and i got some like venison beef you know meat sticks and i was like in hindsight i probably should just rolled up on somebody at some point and it's like hey you got spare water i got nothing because i was staying on the boat and it got kind of hot and there was one moment in time where I got like really lightheaded and had to actually like like sit down for just a few seconds. I was like, "Dude, I am so dehydrated. This is this is just stupid. I'm just being a moron right now." Uh, it was frustrating. So we go to and so at this point, the only thing I can hope for is like, well, maybe everybody else is struggling. Because there was one point in time I could hear, um, or I talked to some boats, or you know, two people were talking. And they're like, "Oh, I." I I just, I'm struggling to get five or something like that. I just need to get my number five fish or something. And I was like, well, maybe everybody's struggling. So I was, I was like my only hope. It's like, well, if I can come in with a limit, maybe there'll be some people without a limit and I'll still do okay. Well, I get to, it's time for weigh-in. And well, that's not really the case. Pretty much everybody had a limit except for Dana. Sorry, Dana, don't mean to call you out. Just, just telling a story here. And uh, yeah, I put... Dude, I didn't even want to weigh these fish because I, you know, not that everybody else had like monster sacks or anything, but they all had, you know, they're getting nine, ten. I think most people had ten over ten, you know, which is, I mean, I would have been okay with that. Even even not not winning, I would have been okay with that. But no, I had like six point seven pounds. It was gross. Like that's five fish for just over six pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's so terrible. 
Oh my god. But like I said, I was happy to have five at least, but it still didn't help me because I finished second to last just above Dana, and she had caught one fish. Again, I don't mean to keep bringing it up, Dana. I get it. Like, for me, it, it could always be worth it. She was a co-angler. I think that's important to note. But, yeah, it was uh, – that was brutal. And I think the next closest person was, like, nine pounds and change. So, like, I just absolutely got my ass handed to me. Uh, yeah, I shit the bed. That's what that's called. It's called shitting the bed. It was bad. So right away, I'm like, well, I guess there's my throwaway <laughs> for the year. At least I hope that's my throwaway for the year. Like, oh my god. Oh, it's just. And we work on a point system, not a total weight system. Which honestly wouldn't. I mean, a point system actually might be better for me because if it was total weight, that's putting me in a deficit. Like wouldn't believe like that's just crazy winning bag i believe was over 15 um new guy new kid to the club brandon um he crushed it yeah he, he did he had a really nice bag of fish and he was far and away the the winner that day um so yeah i don't know if, i don't did he win big bass i'm not sure he won bike big bass I, I don't remember that but uh, anyway, so I was like, well, let's, let's go ahead and put that uh, <laughs> that day behind me. Like, oh, my God. So my usual beating myself up all day, just like when I do shitting in a bass tournament, like I just, like you don't, you don't want to be around me. I mean, maybe some people don't want to be around me anyways, but, <laughs> but yeah, it is bad. It is just, it was bad. But then, you know, by the end of the night, yeah, uh, a couple beers. Get a, I actually got some food. Had a couple beers. That was money. Um, kind of started getting my head right. It's like, all right, well, we have tomorrow. Um, I do feel like I had a better plan for green. Um, so it's like, well, set my alarm for the right time. Get there and uh, just fish and, and do my best. You know, I got the throwaway. Let's just. And I had to just throw that one away in my mind, like symbolically, like fresh start, let's go. Like, And I kept thinking, like, this must be what, like, um, quarterbacks go through. You know, like when they when they throw an interception and you always – it's like cliche. They always hear, it's like, you got to let that play go and just keep going, you know. And it's very – that like that was kind of ringing in my head. So I was like, all right, let's just get – let's get in the right mindset. And so I got all my snacks and my drinks the night before – Trucks filled up, boats ready to go, boats charging, you know, let's go. Uh, I think I pick up some lures and stuff. No, I did that the day before. But anyways, so we get to green. Wake up on time. Get to green. I would like you all to know was the first MFer at the boat ramp. Well, that's not true. There was one other person, but they weren't in a club. They were already out fishing. I was the first one in our club there by, you know, I don't know. At least five minutes, if not ten. So, yeah, take that. I mean, that was my plan for Saturday. I just, my brain was broken, apparently. I had a stupid seven o'clock in my head. It's just stuck there. It's so weird. But anyways, uh, I also got to stop saying, but anyways. But anyways. <laughs> we get there, and I don't even, like, I honestly don't even know the order that I'm in. Like, 
I didn't look at the order yesterday because I took off last because, well, I was late. And uh turns out I was first today. So I was last the day before anyways, or Sunday. And uh, my co-angler, I would never fished him. He's new to the club too, uh, Charles. Uh, great dude, vet. It was awesome. I had, I had a really good time fishing with him. He was like just sharing a boat with the guy. Like tournament, no tournament, whatever. Like I'll share a boat with this cat anytime. Like he's super fun to talk to. And um, so we get, I just, I go straight to my spot. And uh, my plan was pretty much to camp out because in the scouting that I'd done on that lake, I'd really only found one part of the lake that I thought was decent it had the water clear was good had good weeds there was fish there you know you could see bass i caught a few bass again i didn't fish a ton um you know i don't want to sore mouth these fish but um did you know kind of want to get a feel for the bite and what was going on so i did i did catch a few fish so there there was fish i knew there was fish there and just wasn't a very big area it was just kind of like in this one bay and i checked out the whole lake again not a big lake but these other corners and other bays, like just the weed growth wasn't there, or they had all these like uh, that these like uh, like buoys out or bags out, like they had killed some weeds already. So there are certain parts of the, the lake where there's just there was scuzz, uh, slime on like all the weeds that were there. The water clarity was garbage. Um, so yeah, like the one my one little hidey hole there was the only place for me that looked decent. And I'm like, well, I know there's fish here, and I'd caught a couple decent ones pre-fishing, so I'm like, I'm just, this is where I'm going to live. Like, I'm just I'm just going to work this shoreline back and forth pretty much all freaking day. I'm not going to leave fish to find fish. And uh, that was my plan. We pulled up, and I, I was kind of thinking that we were going to get, like, our limit of little ones pretty quickly because – the few times that I actually did fish, it was like bang, 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 got hit right away. So I was like, all right, there's there's a lot of fish here. Well, whatever weather change was happening, I had the bite not doing that. Um, took a little bit to get my first fish, not terribly long, maybe a half hour, but still longer than I thought. And my one, like, hottest, now they weren't on docks. My fish weren't on docks, but they were, you know, I kind of used certain docks. I won't even say they were relating to docks. I was just using them as, like... Um, geo markers like okay in front of out in front of this dock is a good weed patch and that was and i got a few bites here so like one of my best docks um didn't even really produce this right away in the morning and so the other thing is it wasn't supposed to rain and so i didn't bring any rain gear and either did my co (laughs) and let me tell you it rained and right like not right away but pretty close to the morning um, you can see the west cloud. I'm like, are we getting rain? I pull up the thing. Like, oh yeah, it's gonna rain. Like some storms. Thankfully, there was no thunder, or light, and that missed us. Um, but it rained. Um, not terribly hard, but it hard enough. It got wet. And then there was a gap, and I was like, okay, that should be done. Now it's probably gonna get hot. Well, here comes another squall line. And this one actually, well, I would call this a squall line because of the the wind in front of it was like, holy crap. Um, again, we, I think we were mostly on like the southern tip of it because there was, I pulled up the radar for that one and there was reds in there and we actually could hear some thunder in the distance. So it was like definitely being sky aware when that thing rolled over us, man, it, it, it rained hard. But before that rain, this like downburst of cold 
wind. I mean, it was cold and it was strong. I'm like, I, I it was almost blowing me out the deck, like literally, like a couple of gusts, like wobbled me, and I'm like, holy shit! I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna sit down, turn the big motor on, pointed the uh, bow into the wind, and just kind of rode it out for five minutes. And then when that went past, then it started raining, and the wind switched around, like did a complete 180, and uh, then got back to fishing. It was just we were just wet. And the whole, t- it was, he was hilarious. Cause he's, he actually started, Charles started the, like the dry humor joke. He's like, you know, somebody should invent something that you could like wear where you wouldn't get wet. You know? And so I, I, me really appreciating dry, sarcastic humor. I rolled with it and I was like, yeah, like you could use, I don't know, like that, like that really lightweight, like breathable stuff like they use for waiters, like that's flexible enough. You could make like a jacket out of that. And, you know, and he's like, yeah, I wonder what you'd call it. You know, you need like a suit that protects you from the rain. I was like, a rain suit? He's like, yeah, that'd be a great idea. And so it was pretty fun. Uh, but we, yeah, we got wet. I was pretty soggy at the end of the day. And so we were picking up fish um, where I was at first. And so I had, I had five, but it took me, I, mean, I don't really remember. But I bet it took me a good hour and a half to get my five. For sure an hour, a strong hour. And when I had my five, I had my five for a while, and Charles, Charles only had like two or three. He was kind of struggling, which sucked. I just I hate when someone's in my boat and like they're kind of struggling too. And I was like, well, we're going to stick it out here. I said, I don't know. I hope you don't mind. But like I'm not, I'm not leaving this area because I know there's fish here. I'm not leaving fish to find fish. And there was a few points in the day where the bike kind of slowed down, right? My brain started going, well, maybe we should. You know, you start questioning yourself. It's like, well, I've seen people fishing over there, and I've seen people fishing over there. I'm like, nope, just stick to the plan. You know there's fish here, and you know there's good fish here. And I had already had one good one in the box, like a, like a really good one, and uh, pretty stoked about that. And so I'm like, I just, I'm going to going here and upgrading as best I can uh, I know they're here and pretty much throughout the day I think everybody came into this bay at least once or twice and so I saw some of them catch fish and some of them not catch fish what was interesting for me is when people would come through the area they were either in my opinion so it was I can only speak for what was working for me but in my opinion, some people were in too far. They were actually working the docks, and there weren't anything but like super dinkers on the docks, in my experience. And then out deeper, they were fishing like the deeper weed lines. And there, were, and if somebody kind of came through the right zone, they were moving way too fast. Like we had, we we fished pretty damn slow, so we were using. Um, we were doing wacky rigs again, which is not really the way I want to catch fish, but hey, I want to catch fish, so whatever works. Like, I caught a fish on a jig. I caught a couple fish on a chatterbait. Lost a big one on a chatterbait, though. We'll say that. Threw a crankbait around for a while. Didn't get bit on that. And that was it. Like, I, that day, I only had four rods on the deck at the end of it. And 98% of that time, I was throwing that Senko. But... <sighs> For me, it was fall rate was the key. So I started out with Gary model, and I love them. They have the best action. They're heavy. They sink at a really good rate, weightless, but they're so soft. Like they, you catch one fish and they're done. And I hadn't really, I've never played around with the the bands. You know those bands you can put on the 
the Senko to kind of, so that doesn't happen, the hook doesn't rip out of it. So I'm going through it like crazy. So I go through all my Gary models. So I'm like, well, I bought these Z-Man ones that have the Elastec. I'm like, I'm going to try those. Those should last, you know, but they float. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to use a weighted wacky hook. So I throw on one of those, but it's too too heavy. I should have I should have grabbed some lighter weights. And that Z-Tech, while great, doesn't hold its shape. Um, like the weight was too, like when I was pulling it down, that worm would like close up almost into a V. So you're not getting that nice little like flat flutter that you usually kind of want for a wacky setup. So I'm like, God, this isn't working. I mean, I think I did actually catch a couple fish on that. And I was like, yeah, that's, it's surviving. You know, and I fished with it for quite a while. And then went to um, some hand-poured ones that I had bought. And those, those just weren't heavy enough to fish weightless. And at this point, I'm kind of thinking, like, I, I need someone that I want it to fall, but not too fast, not too slow. And it needs to have that wobble action. Because that was the thing with this other brand. Well, it's not really a brand, um, like Custom Pour, is it didn't have much action weightless. So then I had my weight on there, and then it was too much weight. So I'm playing that game. And then so Charles is like, well, I got some lighter ones you can use. So he gave me a 16th ounce weighted wacky. And then I started using the Yum uh, brand stickworm. And that was that seemed to be key. It was falling at the right rate. It was, had a really nice wobble to the legs when it was falling i'm like okay i like this and it was working i started and that, that my hookup or my bite rate definitely uh went up after that so i got the right and he was using a total different color and but he was getting bit too so we had the same you know weight on roughly using the same thing we we're both consistently getting bit so i think there's some truth there for sure but i don't think color was the key because he was throwing like an orangish uh, red and i was using like black blues um peanut butter you know brown blue brown whatever and um that's just what i like to use and uh it was it was producing and i was making some upgrades but then that that after that second wave of like storms went through for us man that bite really died down you know and it could be because it was just you know maybe we were catching all the fish that were in that spot and it was getting fair pressure so the other funny part about today was we switched blue to saturday because there was a club fishing blue on sunday we didn't want to fish club at you know the lake at the same time well there happened to be a club on green too on sunday so <laughs> we that didn't really save us anything um so yeah there was that other club was out fishing around Around us. So there was quite a few boats that kind of came in and out of the spot. So I was like, well, maybe it's just pressure or the bite because the wind did switch around and all that weather has to affect the fish in some way, shape, or form. And I just kept grinding out. I had that one good one. Charles ended up catching a really good one. He lost a really good one. That was painful. Um, I lost a couple of fish. Like, I'm not positive that the fish I had, like, I had a chatterbait. So for a little change of pace, didn't leave the area, but I did try that weep, uh, deeper weed edge because when um, somebody was out there fishing, I did see them catch a couple. So I'm like, well, there's got to be some fish out there. Let's check it out. And um, I hit, I got a nice bite on a chatterbait, set the hook, rod loaded up. I'm fighting it. It's it's a good fish. And then the hook just comes out before I can even see it. So I'm telling myself it was a pike. 
because the day before on blue, I forgot to say this. So while I was struggling to catch fish on blue, I hook into this monster and uh, I thought maybe it was a big dogfish or a snapping turtle because as soon as I set the hook, that thing buried itself in the mud. Like I was just pulling at the bottom to the point I'm not even sure that thing was still there. And then all of a sudden I got up and it took off on a big run. I'm like, oh, well, that's definitely not a rattler or a rattler, a snapper. Um, it's got to be a big dogfish. And finally get get to see it. And I saw it because it like straight jumped out of the water. Like not up, but like out. Like torpedoed out of the water. It was crazy. It was a big pike. Big pike. I was like, holy crap. I had all sorts of weeds on my line from when it buried himself in the muck. And that was not helping the fight at all. And I'm just using a, a wacky rig. So I fight this thing. Finally get my hands on it, get the net out, get him in the net. He fills it. And I got a big net, and he filled that net. That was a big damn fish. Um, took a quick measure. Almost 37 inches. 37-inch pike, dude. Ugh, so much fun to catch, but also kind of a pain in the ass when you're fishing a tournament that's taking time away from you. So I had to retire. I retied that. And then uh, a few minutes later, hook up to another really good fish. And this one, not, now this one feels good. I'm like, oh, finally, solid bass. Now I'm fishing like just outside the lily pads. It's all junky and scuzzy in there. It's a goddamn walleye. <laughs> why? Why? Just why? I mean, it was a decent one. It was 23 and a half inches. I mean, it was a nice fish. <laughs> but I really, really would have liked that if that would have been a bass. It would have made my day much better. So I had two really nice fish in the boat, but none of them were going to help me. So that that happened. So when I hooked up with that big fish on green and lost it, I'm like, you know what? I got, I'm telling myself that was a northern because this lake has the potential to put up some pretty good bags. And I thought for sure it was going to take 15 pounds. In fact, I said that to Charles. I was like, it's going to take 15 to win today for sure. And I wasn't sure that I had it. And I had a decent bag. And like I knew I had a decent bag. I was like, all right, I got – I feel much better about today, no matter where I place. I, I feel pretty good about it. I just I have a feeling like I'm catching fish. Somebody else is gonna. Somebody else is catching fish too. Like they're coming in with a mega sack. Someone's got 18 pounds today. I just kept saying, I'm like, someone's gonna come in with 18 pounds. It can happen. On that lake for sure. Uh, there's been clubs out there in the past that have put up 20, 20 plus. Maybe not pre or post spawn, but still, like the it's the potential is there. So we, we had to weigh in, and um, fish start coming on scales. I'm talking to people and, you know, the usual suspects thinking they're going to crush it and, uh, you know, hit up the new guy yesterday that crushed it, and he's like, mm, didn't do very good today. I was like, really? It's like, no, nah, we, we kind of struggled to find, you know, decent decent size fish. And I was like, all right, starting to feel a little better as uh, people are bringing their bags to the scale and uh, looking at big fish. And uh, Adam had a really nice one. He had a four, five, two, um, and he actually had a pretty good bag. And he weighed fourteen point three, so that was really good. And I think he had a good day the day before too. Uh, so I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to beat that. Like, I think I'm going to be close to that, but I'm not quite sure I'm going to beat that." And so put my fish on the scale. And my big one goes in the you know first. Like, one of my big one. I'm like, "Yeah, I got a big one." He had a funky eye. It's all like clouded over. And uh, Charles had caught one like that. His good one had a big clouded over eye. 
And Charles had uh, his big fish was 4.02, so a real good fish. And he had, uh, what was it here, the 1376 with one dead one. Oh, shit. I swear to God, guys, I just now remembered, oh, I got to take care of this. So he's like, what should we do with this dead fish? I'm like, oh, I'll take care of it. I'll bring it back and uh, clean it up, I guess. Guess what I didn't do? Guess what is still sitting in my live well right now, and it's hot as fuck. Oh, that's going to be nasty. At least it's only been like two days. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. So not looking forward to that. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Well, so there's that. Um, okay, where was I? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so he took a penalty. So we ended up um, registering 13-5-1. Pretty good. Pretty good day. And I also believe he had a decent day on blue, too. So for Cole, he's doing pretty good. And uh, so I put my my big fish in there, and it weighs 4-5-2 as well as Adam. So Adam and I tied for uh, big fish and put the rest of my fish in there and put it on the scale way more than I thought I had. I got 16.3, 16.30 for my total weight. I was like, Whoa, well, so I knew it was, it took 15 pounds to win because Adam had 14.3 and, uh, I did better than 15. So that was good. I didn't weigh it in, in the boat. I didn't weigh a single fish. I just used my call beam when it came time to call. And honest to God, I think I screwed up on my number five fish call. I took my five off, let it go, put, you know, moved everything down one in where it fit in. So I think I, it went from, it would have been my third biggest. Yeah. So then, you know, moved everything down four to five, three went to four. And then when I moved four to five, I was like, this actually looks quite a bit smaller than that one I just let go. And then I compared it to the new one I just caught because I had had both on the cull beam. And I'm like, yeah, I think I just fucked up. I think I just let a bigger fish go. I mean, it wasn't huge, but, you know, probably mm, quarter pound or something could definitely matter. It didn't end up mattering, thank God. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, so that was fun. And feeling much better about myself. The other good part about that, sorry, Adam, but he didn't put in for big bass, like the extra side pot. So it didn't come down to a tiebreaker. Um, I just, I got the the 50 bucks for the day. I also got the points for it. So you get five extra points for big fish. And so that bumped my uh, total points up. Now, granted, it's super early. It doesn't really matter, but it definitely matters uh, attitude-wise because with blue and green put together, kind of just doing rough math, and Amy did the rough math in her head, um, uh, had Adam and I are tied for first for the year. Now, we still have that throwaway, so it doesn't matter. Plus, there's four more events, so it doesn't really – it doesn't mean what it sounds like it means. But for me – Having such a bad day the day before and then having a good day plus that extra five points kind of erased that day. So <sighs> felt much better about life. You know, Saturday I'm thinking, why do I do this? I didn't just sell all my shit and take up golf or something stupid. Like, I suck at this. I can't even find five decent bass, you know. And I kept running through my head, like, all the arguments I've had with, like, all the walleye guys. And they always say, oh, any kid could catch a bass. Yeah, well... I felt like 
I couldn't. <laughs> Today was not as easy as you make it sound. Like, I struggled mightily. Uh, thank God, turned it around on Sunday. And so, yeah, Charles came in third place. So that was that was cool. So we were definitely in the right spot. My game plan actually paid off. So that's good. Next lake will be next month is Lahamadu, which is also the state tournament lake. And I haven't quite made up my mind if I'm going to fish that or not. So it might come down to how I do out there with the club. We'll see. Um, yeah, I got my reasons for that. I'm not going to go into it. But I might, I might, depending on how things work out, I might fish it. But it's it's going to kind of come gonna come down to who else is kind of gonna be fishing from our club and it's a whole different dynamic i i'll get into it at a different time i just want to get into it right now but anyway so we'll see if i do really well i feel like i got a handle on the lake then i'll probably fish date but i might pass on it this year we'll see because it's not close like it's it's a like two and a half hours away from from where i'm at so it's not something that i can you know pre-fish really although last year i didn't pre-fish it was on pool four and five down wabash that was a ways away i didn't pre-fish that either i used the club tournaments was pre-fishing and i i did okay oh i did okay with the club but i didn't i mean i finished kind of middle of the pack for state so that's kind of where i'm at too is like do i really want to spend all that money the time off of work to go out there to you know not really be competitive but you can't win if you don't go right so there's that too so i don't know i haven't made my mind on that we we will see but so that was that was my weekend um some ups and downs definitely emotional roller coaster on that one for my uh rant i hope i didn't cover this already but i'm going back into it because i have some different thoughts on it so the whole rough fish thing right did i do this last week i feel like i bitched about this last week like whatever i'm going back into it (laughs) so there was a a giant like alligator gar that was shot down in like texas or something new state record or new world record something like that just an absolute monster of a fish right and this group on facebook which i'm i'm a part of rough fish group um they're just they're losing their ever-loving minds about it you know all sorts of just trashy, trashy comments of, um, you know, how could they do it? I should, pull, I should, honestly, I should pull it up and read something because it's just, it's all in the shit you think you would hear in a Facebook debate, like mostly attributed to religion or politics. But nope, like this is just fishing. But it's it's getting it's getting that bad. Like, it's just, people say shit on the internet. I know this is nothing new, but people say shit on the internet that there is no way in hell they would say to somebody uh, to their face. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the, the their tone, like, what they say. Even if you disagreed with somebody, like, if you were having this conversation in a bar, you just, you wouldn't, 
you wouldn't say it like this. People feel so protected by their phone and their computer screen or wherever they're doing their typing. Like, just the risk of not getting throat punched just has people behaving in a bullshit way. And again, I realize this has nothing new when it comes to the internet. But when anytime people are taking this like moral high ground, but acting like a complete douchebag to do it, I'm sorry, but it kind of erases your moral high ground, in my opinion. Like, I don't even care what the subject matter is. You can be right, actually. I might even agree with you. But if you're being a complete twat waffle, uh, like, it's not being heard. And that's the thing I wish people understood. It's like, you're not changing minds this way. You know what I mean? Like, you're not... You're not swaying anything. So, I mean, granted, they're in this roughish group, so it's an echo chamber. But, of course, I got to start shit in there. And that started the whole long thing. But I'm trying to be an adult and have a rational conversation about it. You know, it's like, hey, we don't need to be using terms like decimating the populations. We don't know that. Maybe they are. And kind of my whole take on it was like, listen, let's do some studies on it. And, you know, the one of the things they're bitch like, well, they don't even know how many there are. No money's going towards these fish. They're needlessly killing these things and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, listen, the guy just broke a record. You know, uh, clearly they're, they're doing okay. And so I did, I didn't do a ton of research. Literally, I just quick did an internet search on the population level. And it's on the endangered species list, it's, of least concern. So the population is not in peril. You know, and I brought that up. Of course, I was like, well, overall, they could be doing great. But in certain locations, it's not okay. Well, you're not, you're not advocating for regulations in certain locations. You're you're, you're bitching the fact that they shot one anywhere. And where they shot them, there is clearly not a population problem because they seem to be doing really good there. And they're like, well, we just don't know that. I'm like, okay, yeah, we don't know that. So let's find out. Like, you want to see regulation changed on your whims. And so the point I was making is like, listen, if we study it and we find out that, in fact, there needs to be some regulations or stricter regulations or whatever the case may be, I'm all for it. But it needs to be based on sound fisheries biology, not emotions. You're not, you're, you're no better than any other group in any other topic of debate where people are overly overly emotional and not worth i'm sorry but the saying facts over feelings applies to this too it was so funny because i guarantee you most of these people would probably be like maga hat wearing libtard yelling you know what i mean like facts over feelings depending you know if it's an argument about covid or if it's an argument about guns or it's an argument about illegal immigration you know they would be the first ones to be spouting off about that but because this is their little niche this is their little thing they care about they get to be over emotional and irrational about it and i'm just not okay with that so i'm like trying to you know play devil's advocate a little bit um, but i actually do believe it too it's like Listen, I you know they call out all bow fishermen as trash basically, and it's like oh my god. I bow fish from time to time. I know people that do it. They're not trash. Like you've met every single one. You've met every bow fisherman. That like you've met them all. Like it's just not wise. It's not mature, 
And it's just flat out wrong to make blanket statements like that about any group of people. I don't care what it is. Um, and it, you're only doing it to make yourself sound better. And here's the, here's, here's the catch-22 on that. It doesn't. It makes you sound like a dick. Of course, unless you're in the echo chamber and you're all slapping each other on the back and jerking each other off, yeah, you're all in agreement. But outside looking in, not the case. And I definitely don't take your argument. I, it skews my perception of you. I mean, honestly, it does. Like, I just feel like you're weak-minded. If that, if you're not able to at least yourself play devil's advocate and go along and go with like, okay, I see what you're saying, then what we should do is this. You know, if that, like, you still don't have to agree with me, but at least have the mental capability to mull the idea around your mind and come up with either a counter-argument, a solution to the problem, or a compromise. You know what I mean? Like, just like, you're an asshole. Like, that's, sorry, that you're, you're, you're small-minded. Then it just is what it is. So, I don't know. I'd love to see, I'd love to see some studies on it. I know some of these big giant fish are super, super old, and that's another argument you hear all the time. Like, even if it was hook and line, or even if it was this and that, that, fish earned the right it earned the right did it does it get to vote next year too like it's a fish all right i am all about conservation i think everybody should know that by now but we don't need to anthropomorphize these fish like it doesn't earn the right it it's living in the wild the fact that it made it this far and survived is great it's a testament that's why it's a freaking trophy but it doesn't change the fact that it is indeed a trophy and it's also rare, right? How often are world records being caught? How often are world records being killed? Not very often. So I don't think it's exactly a problem if one gets plucked out of the general population. It's not going to crash the entire system. We need to calm the F down. It's just not that bad. So, I mean, that was just you go round and round and round with these people and it's like, and then they would just prove my point because then all the comments after that, and there's a big thread on my, you know, answers to my comment, of course, but then below that for the people that just log on, don't read anything else and just set it and forget it, you know, make their blast, their opinion, and then move on to the next thing and blast their opinion there. Just a stream of just ugly comments all the way down. It's like, you guys are just proving my point. You just, you're turning this into a religion you're idolizing these rough fish, you know, the suckers, the carp, the gars, dogfish, burbot, you know, they're just like, this has become, I think I made the comment was like, my opening statement, I believe was, rough fish is becoming the veganism of the fishing world, because they're just, it's becoming a religion, you can't speak poorly of these fish, like they're raising them to this level, and Guys, I get it. I love it. I love catching red horse. Dude, they're awesome. I haven't intentionally fished them in years, and I really would like to. I haven't done it. I really want to catch a buffalo on, on rod and reel. That's on my bucket list. Those are super cool fish. You know, those have had their time in the bow fishing spotlight. Um, but they, all these big fish, they don't – it doesn't make them uh, – any higher, lesser, to anything. They're just equal to every other fish that swims out there. So, yes, when it comes to, when it comes down to the jack wagons that shoot fish and leave them in a ditch or 
dump them in the lake and they wash up on shore. Yeah, I'm not in favor of that either because it looks bad. It's no different than when people do that with snow geese. It's no different when people do that with anything. You see just the head cut off of a deer left at a public. Like, it's everything. There are assholes in every group of people across the board. I don't care if it's golf, bowling, fishing, hunting, chess, you name it. I don't care what it is. There is going to be a small percentage of those people that are dickheads. And that's just it. Don't label the entire group based on those poor individuals. So for those people listening, I guarantee anybody listening to my show is more than likely going to be a proponent of 2A. It's no different than that. So if you disagree with me on the rough fish thing, it's fine. But keep in mind, like, if you're using, in your arguments, you're using the least of us as your main argument. It is no different than when people use the least of gun owners for their argument to ban guns. It's the same goddamn thing. So keep that in mind. All right. I'm done with that rant. Good to go. <laughs> All right. So coming up, still got to get registered for this, but there's a big cash tournament coming up on my Pelican Lake. Yes, it's Moyne. It's Moyne Island. Um, so I got to register for that. That's going to be fun. Um, super stoked for that. Really kind of like, I don't want to get too cocky about that one though, because it's really if we're in pole spawn down here right now and it's in two weeks and that's in northern minnesota they hell they could even still be spawning up there so or or terrible post spawn so who knows it's going to be it could be it could still be a challenge but i still like my chances because i can run through that lake like if they're not here they're gonna be there if they're not here they're gonna be there like i just i know that lake really well and i really should stop talking about it because set myself up for failure because <laughs> i don't do well in this tournament i might have to move i might have to move states uh change my identity leave my family behind because i'm not sure i'll be able to look at my brother in the face if i shit the bed on that tournament so you know what i'm just gonna stop talking about it it's good to go hope everybody uh has a great week coming up um I don't really have a ton planned for this weekend. Actually, probably going to be out of town for most of it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's going down. Um, but everybody, be safe. It's supposed to be super, super hot this week. Don't do what I did. <laughs> Bring water. Don't get lightheaded. Stay hydrated, my friends. And whatever your passion, pursue it full scale. 